Hello everyone, I'm Alan Kirk. And I'm Richard Britton, and we welcome you to another episode of The Word at GV. And today's word, Richard, is Bible. Bible, oh my goodness, we could talk for hours about that. <laughs> well, I don't think they'll want to listen for hours, <laughs> but, but we will hit quite a few of the, the, the high points and, and bullet points. We're going to try to bullet point it. Yeah. And I think the way we're going to do it is, you know, I, I, I kind of like to give like a real quick brief history and I may read it. Yes. Um, and then, you know, we'll break it down. You know, I, pastor friend of mine, you know who he is. He always mm -hmm. calls it like God's love letter to us. I'm, oh. I'm always thinking it's the instruction manual for life. Yeah. Uh, but that's really how, you know, we, we could look at the Bible. And then, you know, the Bible, just to kind of give an overview of it before I get into history, the Bible is really uh, broken down into uh, basically five areas. We mm -hmm. start off with creation right at the oh, very yes. beginning. Mm -hmm. And then we talk about the fall. Yes. And then um, redemption, where God redeems us. Yes. Uh, and then how we engage the world around us. Yes. And that, that's through the New Testament and Jesus. And then uh, the restoration or mm. revelation is talked about. Mm -hmm. And those, those five areas, and I'm going to borrow this from uh, my favorite seminary professor, Del Tackett, but he mm. calls it the uh, uh, meta narrative of God. Yes. He breaks it down into five areas. And that to mm. me is just, you know, really a great way of looking at the Bible so that you have five yes. different areas of looking at it. So, yeah. uh, and then we'll talk about basically, you know, how long it took to author and write the Bible because there's some facts in here. I, I don't normally like giving out facts, but, you know, I think you need to have an idea of where the Bible come from before yes. you actually might even start believing in it or, you know, why mm -hmm. should I even read the Bible? So mm. bear with me for a few minutes. I'm going to go through and read this. All right. And uh, hopefully people will get a sense of, of really what the Bible is all about. But the books of the Bible were written at different times by different authors over a period of approximately, I'd say 14 to 1600 years, but this particular article said 1500 years. Okay. Okay. Uh, but that is not to say that it took 1,500 years to write the Bible. Uh, only that it took that long for the complete canon of Scripture to be penned mm -hmm. as God progressively revealed His Word. So we know from the very beginning, 1,500 years ago uh, or so, that um, the Bible is a collection of uh, the nation of Israel, the Jewish Torah, the Pentateuch, and then the writings of Paul and, you know, the apostles of Jesus. And so it took time for all of that to come together um, and be canonized. And of course, that was at the uh, Nicene mm -hmm. uh, summit. Uh, the 400 years of silence occurred because the Spirit of God did not inspire any scripture during that time. All the, and that's the time between uh, Malachi and Matthew. Yes. Yeah. So um, 
Although Matthew's gospel is placed first in the New Testament, it's believed that the first New Testament book written was actually the epistle of James. Wow, okay, James came first. Yeah. See, right. they, they put it in a, a canonical order, so, but you know, they're saying the epistle of James, so written mm. in approximately A.D. 44 to 49. Oh my, that been early, yes. So the entire New Testament was written in about 50 years from 44 to 90 or 95 A.D. That is amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. So that, anyway, it is impossible to know how long it took each author to write his particular book. Mm -hmm. Moses wrote the first five books of the Old Testament, which is called the Torah, in approximately 40 years. That was between 1445 mm -hmm. to 1405 B.C. Mm -hmm. Does that mean mm. it was actually, uh, he was continually writing for 40 years? Well, no. <laughs> we mm -hmm. just don't know the answer. He could have sat down and pinned it all at one time or over a period of time. Mm. Uh, mm. Paul's letters to in the New Testament churches, mm. especially the shorter ones, such as Philemon, uh, may have been written in one sitting. Mm. Uh, the same can be said for 2 John and 3 John, which are very short letters written to specific individuals. Mm -hmm. And I believe those epistles are like what, you know, like a chapter long. Oh, yeah, one or know. two, one or two, one chapter for 2 John and 3 John. Yeah, and, and these are letters to their churches or yes. letters to whoever they were yeah. specifying to. Yeah. So uh, we do not know that each of the Bible's authors wrote only as much and as long as they were led to do so. Each author wrote at the direction of the Holy Spirit who breathed out Scripture to, to him. Mm. Peter explains this process mm. in 2 Peter 1.21 and 2 Timothy 3.16. Prophecy never had its origin in the human will, but prophets, though human, spoke from God as they were carried along mm. by the Holy Spirit. Mm. And that's really the key to it there. Um, mm -hmm. when, we, when we say of ourselves, of course, you know, there's scripture that says that we're, we're saved by the grace of God so that we may not boast of mm -hmm. our own works, but mm -hmm. it's through the work of God. Well, that's the same way with the Bible and the way it's breathed out and scripture was breathed out. Um, and you don't see anybody breathing out scripture today. I mean, no. It's, yeah. it's been closed. The Bible has been shut. It's closed. Yeah, no more new words. You can't tell it in any other different <laughs> way. I've, you know, it, it, God has explained himself fully and completely in the context of the Bible. Yes. Um, there's no new words under the sun that are going to explain God. Everything you need to know is mm. right there. So that's that's one of the things that I love about learning about the Bible is the finality, but also the foundation of it, and that it's good for all existence of all time, no matter how old or uh, how young we are or how... Uh, what century it is. Yeah, what century it is. It holds true for each generation. So yeah. you've got three biblical passages that absolutely... I, I love these passages... Um, if you'll go ahead and... All righty. 2 Timothy mm -hmm. chapter 3, verses uh, 16 and 17. All Scripture is inspired by God and 
profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate, equipped for every good work. Right. There's so much in that. Yeah, there is quite yeah. a bit. And it's like I said at the very beginning, you know, I call it like an instruction manual. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a letter from a le God's love letter to us, but it's mm -hmm. also an instruction manual on how we're supposed to live. When uh, Genesis begins, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Yeah. There was no one around to to witness that. No. You know, but Moses has been inspired by God to record these books. Mm -hmm. So we have the entire book of Genesis, and in Genesis it describes a flood in chapter 6. Mm -hmm. So everything that had been would have been destroyed unless it managed to get on Noah's Ark. Yes. So, so this is, when you read Genesis, you really have a treasure. I mean a treasure, it, it describes our origins and the beginnings, and right. God's uh, intent was revealed there. And, and uh, all scripture has that characteristic, it's inspired by God. Right, and you know, if you break this down, this first Timothy down, you know, if like we say, it's inspired by God and mm -hmm. profitable for teaching. In other words, you know, we're, it's like teachers in public schools today, if you teach history, if you teach yeah. math, if you teach social studies or whatever's being taught in school, that can fluctuate. We know that. Oh, yeah. uh, but it's still being taught to generation after mm -hmm. generation. This is saying the same thing, that it's profitable mm -hmm. for teaching, mm -hmm. and teaching is supposed to be in the right way. You know, we're teaching yes. future generations. We want to teach truth right. or reality as, as it is, yeah. and the Bible just simply states it. I've, I've learned, if you can believe that first verse, in the beginning, yeah. God created. Right. If you can believe that, the rest of the Bible will come along a lot easier. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. And then he tells us, Timothy tells us, you know, for reproof or for correction, mm -hmm. for training in righteousness. Now, we know righteousness is right and wrong. Yes. So we learn right and wrong from the Bible. Yes. So that the man of God may be adequately equipped for every good work. Yes. So that, you know, good works to me are opposite of, you know, failure, or bad works or, you know, unrighteousness or evil or whatever you want to call it. But um, that's what, I mean, this man, Timothy, lived, you know, probably somewhere, you know, while he was in Christ's time. So it was probably in, you know, he's probably writing this around 40 to 45 AD, and I don't know the exact specifics on it, mm -hmm. but um, you know, that's a long time ago. Yes, it is. That's and a, you know, we're still reading it today. Well, yeah, that Bible's lasted for centuries. It's been preserved by God. There's my point. <laughs> and you know, it's so anyway. Um, and then your second uh, scripture. Psalm 119, uh, verse 105. Mm-hmm. Your, this is the psalmist, it's essentially he's, he's speaking to God. He says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. The uh, psalmist, he's, he's really celebrating the word of God. 
he sees it as a guiding light for his life, and he sees the Bible as a, as a way to illuminate, shed light on the, on the issues we face in life. I like, I like the last part of this. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, yeah I just I want, I had to throw that. I love this last part. This last part. Providing uh, direction and wisdom as we navigate life's journey. Wisdom. Wisdom. That's the one I really, because where do we find wisdom? We, you know, a lot of people rely on wisdom on their own uh, experiences. You know, mm -hmm. well, I've lived, you know, 80 years and so I've got tons of wisdom well <laughs> you've got wisdom based on your experience and our experience is very limited very limited you know we we have life experiences <clears throat> don't get me wrong yes I still go back to my childhood days I go back to teachers that have taught me and all that is fine and true and good but true wisdom doesn't come from my experiences. It hmm. gives me a way of relating to this world. Yes. But true wisdom is from God. And it's not, you know, it gives me insight to help others. You know, wisdom is not just for me, it's for others. So when you say that, <laughs> <laughs> it lights my path uh, in the way I should go and, um, you know, it's a light to my feet. Every step that I take is basically what it's saying. And it's lighting my path in the way I should should go. And that in itself, I, you know, <laughs> I could dwell on that for all day long. Uh, mm. Because that in itself is wisdom. Yes. You know. That's such an extremely important point right there. Wisdom is available Right. It's in the it's it's between the covers those those black leather covers there. It's right there in between, and uh, I, I think of this world as kind of a dark place. Right. We've had some experiences, and just just imagine a hundred people in a cave, and it's and there's no light whatsoever, mm -hmm. and you have a flashlight. Mm -hmm. You're the hero. Mm -hmm. You know. Well, the Bible is filled with wisdom and insights from God. He's the creator, and he surely knows the safest way for us to proceed as we go through life. Right. So and that light you're talking about from the flashlight is like us lighting other people's paths. Yes. Through God's wisdom. Yes. Yeah. If you share God's wisdom or the word of God with people, share what the Bible says, mm -hmm. you're informing them accurately. Right. Yeah. You're, you're shedding real light, you know, yeah. on the subject. Which really goes back to Second Timothy and yes. teaching and, you know, reproofing and correction and training in righteousness. But yes. and it, that's only good if the student will listen or if the person <laughs> will listen. But just real briefly, and we're going to go on to the next point. But just to say one last thing about um, wisdom. You know, all of my life experiences, I can give you advice. And yes. Based off of my experiences and my life. Yes. If you want to call whatever wisdom I have, yes. not God's, but my wisdom would be based off of my experience. I can give you some really good advice. Yes. But if you want to do the right thing, if you want to, if you <laughs> want to uh, allow you know, a supreme being to light your feet and light your path, yes. then you're going to listen to the wisdom of the of the Bible or God's wisdom. Yes. Yeah. I would love to have wisdom coming from a godly man, 
mm-hmm. who's sharing uh, scripture or sharing godly uh, truths. I, I counseled a young boy. He was about 11 years old. He was in trouble, about to have to go to the juvenile detention facility. Mm-hmm. And he had been breaking windows in cars with rocks, big rocks. And I remember sitting him down and talking to him one day, and I said, uh, why were you throwing rocks yeah. through car windshields? Yeah. What's, what's that? He said, my uncle told me I needed to do that so I could develop street cred. He called it street credibility. Uh, like, I need to be acknowledged as a tough guy so people will respect me. Right. And I said, well, tell me a little more about your uncle. Well, he just got out of prison here a while back, and he's living with us at home. He doesn't have a job or a home, but he's telling me how you get through life. And I counseled that young man. I said, look, there's a better way to go through life. Right. And I introduced him to the Bible, and we talked about it. And over the next several years, I had time to spend with him sharing scriptural sure. truths. Well, he grew up, instead of breaking car windows, he joined the Marine Corps. He became a productive, uh, he's a happily married man raising a family, and he's not teaching his kids to break car windows. And see, that has nothing to do with you, but you showed him with the flashlight where to find the wisdom from. Just pointed him to the... Exactly, and and that's that's a true form of wisdom in itself. Mm -hmm. And then our last scripture, um, Hebrews... Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of both joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. Wow, that's well, quite thorough, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, and, and that really speaks for itself. Um, you know, it, and, and we kind of alluded to it earlier, but God's Word is living. It was the mm-hmm. same yesterday, today, and it'll be the same, you know, a thousand years from now if the earth is still yes. here. It won't be void. It, it, it won't come back void. It it's living there's and you know i really had a hard time understanding what that meant like yeah. god's word is living and it wasn't mm-hmm. until um of course i got the right translation of the bible yes that is a big difference okay. and i didn't try to to read above my level yes and the words literally um jumped off the page at me and, you know, I attribute that not to my great reading skills, but what I attribute that to is, is God led me to what I, you know, the, the Bible translation that I needed to read. Yeah. But secondly, um, his spirit that dwells within me gives me affirmation yes. to the text and, and what it's actually saying. And, you know, do I, did I question? Oh, absolutely. There was passages like, I don't get this. You said this over here and you said this over here and Mm -hmm. there seems to be a conflict. Mm -hmm. And I would ask the questions, how come each one? And of course, you know, I had to ask a Bible scholar that knew more about the Bible than myself. Mm -hmm. And I found out, I questioned it. 
God doesn't mind you questioning. No. What God minds is, is when you completely turn your back on him and call him a liar. Ooh. And we don't <laughs> want to be doing that. No. Uh, God doesn't lie. He doesn't have mm. it in him to lie. He doesn't have mm. a mean spirit in him. So it's just a matter of be free to ask the question and mm. then listen to the answer because it may not be what you expect it to be. Yes, he, w he will be more than... Uh, happy to help you understand passages. Oh, yeah. And I've prayed many times I'll be stuck completely yeah. and I'll just say, Lord, help me to understand this. And then sometime later, I may be driving down the road. It comes to me like, oh, I, <laughs> oh, I see. And, and so there's, yeah. it's as if he's able to structure my thoughts mm -hmm. and cause me to understand where I couldn't understand. Mm -hmm. And something that comes to mind right now in uh, Genesis 11, mm -hmm. they built a tower, the Tower of Babel. Right. And God comes down and looks at this, and he scrambles their languages. Right. Now, you're a computer guy here. You know a little, to, okay. to reprogram somebody's language skills oh. and enable them to, to speak a totally foreign language they've never heard, and they can't speak their original language anymore. That is amazing. Well, God can do that, and he can also surely explain these scriptures to us when we read. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, that's, yes, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah. Very good way of looking at it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, yeah, from a computer standpoint, yeah, you would have to reprogram someone's <laughs> brain. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I you know I just now <laughs> just now hit me. Yeah, yeah. Um, but God can do that. God, if God can do that, yes, He can. He can show us yes. and help us to understand. And not only just in the English language, but that's why we have Bible translators out yes. there, right? Yes. To translate it into their languages. Um, I uh, I have read different translations. And I followed the, I believe it's the Wycliffe Bible translators. Right. They're trying to put the Word of God in the languages of all the uh, people groups of the world. And they, they struggle to translate for, basically some tribes don't even have a written language. Right. But they try to put the Word of God into a, an audible form where they can hear it. Mm -hmm. And they have to use words that they understand. Mm -hmm. And so... Um, has to be in the context of their culture and society so that they can read. It can be relatable. Yes. To what they're saying. And to me, that that is an awesome, I don't know if skill would be the right word for it, but that may be even spirit-led, you know, yeah. to oh, be yes. having the ability to take the language, yes. the original language, and translate it into a language that's totally yes. different. So. Jesus is described as, one of his titles is, the Word of God. Mm -hmm. And I, originally I thought, well, it's the Bible, but I've come to understand it's Jesus himself as the living Word. Mm -hmm. And as we talk, as we speak what's in the Bible, the living Word, the Lord Jesus, will cause us uh, to understand and, and uh, act on some of these things that we've read. Yeah. Well... I think we've reached the end of the line because if we don't, <laughs> we're going to go on for the next eight hours and yeah. keep talking about the Bible. Mm -hmm. But that gives us the basics. That gives, I think, people a, a basic 
overall view who uh, may have been curious about the Bible or where it came from or, mm -hmm. um, mm. you know, just to give affirmation, if anything else, to give you affirmation about the mm. Bible. Um, you know, a lot of this is simplistic in nature. Mm -hmm. And I, d I don't want it to sound like we're demeaning God's Word in any way yeah. uh, or to simplify it in any way because God's Word is very complex. Uh, you know, I, I, what always amazes me about the Bible is that really you just stopped at, you know, 1,600 pages or whatever mm -hmm. it is. Yeah. I mean, where is that? that it, and it may be in Revelation that says, you know, the books, there is many things that Jesus did while he was here on earth. There weren't enough books to contain yeah. all that he did. Yeah. And so we're just seeing, to be honest with you, just a piece, <laughs> just a small piece of what God is and what he has to offer in, in yeah. his instruction manual. I'd say if we, if we really got into God's head mm -hmm. and if he was really going to author an instruction manual mm -hmm. or love letter to us, this building probably couldn't contain everything. Not at all. That's that's true. There wouldn't be the world <laughs> couldn't contain all the books that could be written. But he gave mm -hmm. us what we needed to know mm -hmm. and the curiosity enough. And uh, but the one big thing is 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 the love and the hope that it brings. Oh, these uh, are words that promise the hearers, mm -hmm. the people that receive Jesus Christ eternal life. I have one big regret right now at my age. I'm 68, but I didn't start reading the Bible until I was 42 years old. Well, I, I was 48, <laughs> buddy, so I uh. beat you, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, but it's not too late when you, yeah. when, wherever you may be, no matter what, yeah. treasure this Bible and I would recommend if you're starting first time, read Gospel of John, yeah, or maybe even Mark. Mark would be a good a good fast start. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, read the entire Bible yeah. and enjoy all those truths. It's well, amazing. and and be patient, you know, because mm -hmm. it takes time. It takes a while. Yes, it, it does. It takes yeah. time, and you'll grow. And the more you read, if you're interested, you'll keep reading yes. and learning. Just a quick side note, and then we're going to end this episode. But, All right. Um, I never enjoyed reading. I always loved history when I was young. Yes. And I, I would open up a history book, and I wouldn't put it down. Oh. But as far as reading, like, just regular books, like Catcher in the Rye, I oh. think, was, like, re yeah. uh, mandatory reading when I was in school. But mm -hmm. I just could not stand to read. I couldn't see. It was like I didn't want to sit there long enough to read it. I have spent hours upon, you can ask Debbie, hours upon hours reading the Bible and studying it and things like that because it holds your interest. It, oh. There is so much truth and fact and poetry and encouragement. And I mean, I, can't, I can use all the adjectives for mm. the next hour trying to describe it. Mm. It just draws you yes. to it. Yes. And uh, so, I mean, just a little fact about me and, and not wanting to read. And now I've completely turned around and it's the only thing I read. <laughs> yeah. You know? I can sure so, see that. Yeah. But anyway, well, listen, guys, thanks for joining us today. <laughs> we hope you got a little bit out of this. And um, hit that like button uh, in YouTube or share. 
uh, and, and mm -hmm. share these videos with other people. Uh, we hope that the word will spread around to everybody. Yes, so. indeed. Enjoy it. God's given us a great gift in the Bible. And uh, uh, I tell you what is, the more time you spend in it, the, the fewer regrets you'll have. Uh, join us each week at this time, and we thank you. May God bless you.